This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You shall talk an absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You, I'd see if you're a bacon montage. You are gone. You well. I couldn't save you. I just, but you said the right thing. But that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that what, what have you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a big welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Sunday Sermon Special, flat season special, where myself, Lee Keys, systembet.co.uk, and my partner in crime, John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot, will be going through our best horses to follow for the 2021 flat season. This is an episode I hope you'll enjoy, get plenty out of. Uh, we, before we start with our selections, which uh, we, we're going to give out the five best uh, to follow each of us for the for the remainder of the season, and we're also going to give our guineas, Derby, and Oaks fancies uh, also. So plenty to look forward to. We're going to kick the sh- show off with some ranting and some questions. Obviously, it's been a an interesting weekend with the. Flat season start and the Dubai World Cup. John, any good this weekend? Any 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 good things to shout about? Um, well, I wanted to say things to shout about, but not not particularly good. Um, <laughs> I uh, I, I seem to have got a nap on a complete jade in the apprentice race yesterday at uh, Doncaster. That was think, a good uh, picture. That, that was a good you could have emptied your knickers on it, really, couldn't you? If it had hung out, I mean, it was just going to ponce up and didn't, yeah. um, which was something of a shame at the prices, but there you go, these things happen in life. Um, the thing was, though, the thing was, John, right, you, you uh, the reason why I complimented it as well as a good bet, because you you dug it, the logic was sound, you dug it out, it was, you know, you got your knife and fork at the table, you know, the steak arrived. It was just disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it was it, it was they coming from the There's no peppercorn sauce in the closing yeah. stage. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the, I thought it was an excellent, excellent bet. Um, just a shame we couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Give yeah. Uh, give listeners a big a big heave on the opening day there uh, of, the, of the flat season. The hands out, it might have stuck its snout in front. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it was the proverbial dead inside in the closing stages. It was like the uh, the hull of the uh, the the Black Pearl, weren't it? You know, like Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, it's all the matter, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, it was, it was rusty inside. You know, rotting corpses sat on the dining table. That was it. <laughs> Yeah, but, but what a selection! Yeah, did, what did you make to the um, Brockles bit? I, I thought the them the pull player were probably all right. Um, overall, I thought it was quite a disappointing fail physically. Overall, um, yeah, maybe the as I say, maybe the front five you could you could look at, but the likes of Walford's asked and that I don't think there'll be much more to come from that. I think that's run to about twenty eight. So. <laughs> I think I'll be uh, opposing the Brockles in, in the main. 
I think though, do, do, you, do you not agree that probably the first three of them look all right for yeah, early they're, season they're right, type? Yeah, but you, you know, like normally you can say, well, there's yeah, three you could be looking at yeah. come on a bundle, and I, I just yeah. didn't see it in them physically, you know. So, well, nah, really, you know, some uh, some absolute monsters there, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm. Right. Uh, so anyway, we've got some questions to discuss um and ian davis who's a ardent follower uh, on our on our uh, facebook page i think he says that he wants to put up something really uninteresting to follow this season um in the in the in the shape of battleground john and you, you were critical, I believe, of uh, Jason Weaver the other day on cha- on on the ITV races. Absolutely stealing the living. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> um, Chamberlain asked him on um, it was that Skelton Morning Show, and um, Chamberlain says, so, "Give us one from the dark side, Jason. You know, straight out of Larry Belafonte's backside, so dark we want this." And he said, "Oh, battleground." <laughs> Well, after, after I think it's up and saying it, saying what it was, you know. I mean, I, I, I think I, I think that's it, really. I think you you picked up on the point that, like you said, Ollie Bell had asked him for something out of yeah. the box. You know, have, have you got anything interesting? You yeah. know, other than the the first two or three in the betting, and he said, "Oh, battleground." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that way. Well, what well, a chance! I Ian, we'll we'll get we'll get to the uh, discussion points on battleground in our Guinness selections and Guinness preview later in the show. Uh, but but yeah, obviously you, you've picked the Guinness favourite there. I mean, we um, had in eighty-two. Shane knows about battleground. <laughs> uh, Ian Sears has got one for us to follow. He he's another avid listener of the show. Good good man is Ian. I like Ian. Uh, glide down of Alan Kings, he says, is one should be winning handicaps this year. Should have won on his last run as a two-year-old and did well on seasonal debut at Lingfield. I did watch. I did watch the run at Lingfield. It is got a, the only thing for me is it has got a predominantly all-weather pedi, pedigree, and yeah. I, I'd, I'd just a bit. I'd be a bit worried if they start trying to win with it. You know, at yeah, Sandown, yeah. On, on good to soft. You know, kind of sure Alan King will. <laughs> you know, probably Escher Cup Day or something. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Nice. So, I, I, but I, I would say if you're backing Glide Down, Ian, I would I would want it sticking to the all weather on the pedigree I'm looking at anyway. Uh, right. So that was a couple of followers from our listeners. So don't back them at all. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so we move on to uh, a couple of questions. Questions. Nick Davis, another avid listener of our show. I mean, he caused the massive drift on acquitted on Saturday after after he'd gone in and placed his business at, at six to one. Uh, the horse uh, proceeded to drift badly. And I, and I think that was that was the that was the layers seen that Davis had got in on acquitted strong job. I think he placed his business in the sink in the gents rather than the trap <laughs> trap one. Myself, I think that's what the 
tells the kerfuffle there himself. He's the only yeah. senior, senior citizens rail card now, and uh, I don't think he's getting between the shops as quick as he might. He's going in there busting. Well, I, I just I just think Davis will also be slightly upset backing one at, at six to one. I mean, it's far too short for him. I mean, you know, six to one, and it it, it has to be a penalty kick for Davis to be taking sixes. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do do we think a quit? Right, this is the big question uh, for the coming season. Any listeners get involved on Twitter? Give us your opinion. Was a quit soft in the finish, or was it left short? As in the big drift, you know, massive. I expected it to go off seven or two. Well bet, Fav. It went off. You could you, you could help yourself to as much ten and eleven machine literally in the run-up to the race and yet and yet the horse took it up in the final fell and you thought we're all getting paid this there is a god and then it was uh you know i, I, so I, think, I, I think what's happened there you know i think everything's gone right with this horse's preparation until just before the last two pieces of work and then posh goes realizes that he hasn't counted the uh 750 squillion he's got in the cellar and he's had to spend the best part of a week counting all that up and uh, he's, uh, he's, he's missed the work of the arse I'm afraid but that's the question I think for this season acquitted is going to be a you can bet your life he's he's going to be in the top handicaps this summer, uh, dominating flat season top of the market betting well, when, when I think he caught with a quite red one yeah. Now, like I said, is he soft? Does he does he look around when he gets to the front? These are questions I think that that will be answered. Uh but anyway, back to Nick Davis's question. Uh good listener of the show is Nick. Good punter. West Ham fan, which is a shame. Why are the big handicaps so compressed these days? Hardly with no more than ten pounds in them, and last year's silver workingham had three pounds between them time for more open handicaps John he says what do you think I think he's probably right um, you know I mean there's a lot of horses within a very narrow way, weight range now isn't there you know I mean you, you go back to when you could just back the highest weighted three year old in the Aver now you, you're doing well you're a three year old in the Aver yeah you know? Um None of it's really to the benefit of the punter. Um, you, you know, you're getting very tight markets. That, you, you know, no, nobody can keep anything up the sleeve, can they? Because if you do, you can't get in. So, you, you know, they've got to show all the cards. And then it, it really comes out best ride on the day, doesn't it? Do you think, do you think as well uh, that <coughs> the, the handicapping system's the problem? possibly like a bit like national hunt racing where we seem to want to rate horses highly as in i'll give you an example you could win it you could win an absolute shit tip of a race at kempton that, that's full of scrap say a class four and ought to 85 exposed horses win it by four four and a half pulling away because they're all crap and then he puts you up 11 oh, love to and then yeah, and, I mean. and and then you and then you then you're 96, and what I always find with horses in the 90s more than more than any other horse for me, they don't drop them quick enough. No, 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 no. 
so so like you, you get you get your eleven pounds from eighty five to ninety six. Yeah. When you, ev- everyone in betting public knows you're not ninety six, it's just that you've won an absolutely terrible eat. Take your and then you get that eleven off. Yeah, you you then try get that that eleven off when you read, yeah. read that. Unless you're getting them tailed off at Wolves and getting them like you know when they get them down into sixties for gambles. No, you'd have to have screens around them twice, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly. Uh, I just I just think uh, I'm not saying handicapping's an easy game, and that's why I reckon we've got two. We've got, I think we've got. I mean, you, how many horses in the nineties, say yeah. older 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 aged horses, can genuinely run? To their marks, I I I I bet it's not fifty percent of them. I, I reckon it isn't because I mean, to, to to me, there's so many races that won by horses that haven't even hit the marks. I had to hit the marks to deal with. It's different, isn't it? You, you know, you 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 watch handicaps at the bottom level, sixties, seventies horses that obviously are well above the grades and win easily and yeah. stuff like that. But then you you get to like naught to ninety five level, and when you're analysing a handicap. Which I know Nick Nick specialises in in good Saturday handicaps, uh, and you, you're literally looking for run run of the race. Really, you're looking for the right draw. Like you said, with King got the car. You 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 didn't like the draw in the Lincoln. No, no. You know, and 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 that that becomes when you get to that level, everything becomes so crucial. The draw, the, the everything's got to be spot on for you to win. So. I, but yeah, so, so Nick, my answer, to, my answer to your question would be, I believe that the handicapper leaves too many horses on a high perch for too long. I, I think I think they're very scared. If a horse bolts up in a bad race in the mid eighties, you know, like like John pointed out, you'd be be a year, eighteen months trying to get back down to that level again. It, it's it's that that's where i think the uh, same with national hunt racing i, th- I think that's where we, we've got the problem you, you can go up like a stone and a half for winning a a bad race up north and you know you, like like poor lakeview lad i think or you, 162 you know i mean good luck winning off that um you may well just form the taxi down straight away mate. Uh, absolutely especially at that age poor old boy but but, but i think that's it really when when you, you've got a handicapping system like that where you're quick to put them up but not quick to drop them. I think that's where you end up with too many horses that, that and it spoils the race because all you get is like, and say, say if you've got a 0 to 105 or a, a 0 to 100, you might have the top uh, weight rated 100 and then your, your bottom weight sort of 93, 94. There might be a, a really progressive horse off 88, 89 that just. You know, it's it's frustrating. They end up being boring races because they're all exposed sort of mints at that level, if you like. But good question, Nick. That I like that. Next question was from um, Carl Swanson, who is a regular on Twitter, and he says, "If you're an in-running punter, how bad were the pictures from Doncaster yesterday? Did you see it, John?" Um, I did actually send them a tweet yesterday afternoon. Um... Were they any F's and Jeff's? Yes, I think it was what the F are you doing, you effing blithering idiots. <laughs> um, because that was awful. The, um, was the listed verse, wasn't it? The male one. Um, yeah. And the song was something went half a length clear, they zoned in on that one. And that, that was like the end, you know what I mean? That was the end of the coverage, you know what I mean? Anybody punting on that. 
would have been having apoplexy. Awful, awful, awful coverage, that terrible. It's just some mook trying to get yourself in the water. Not that, that was. I, I I pictured the cam the, the 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 camera. Can I say it? Person, ca- camera person. Yesterday, and and I, I believed he must have been from sort of like metropolitan London, where he's sort of you know been in his studio since he was fourteen, and you know done lots of like skillful sort of like filming on YouTube and you know and look at this and experimental work and and he thought. And he's got a job with ITV, and he's just thought, "Let's try all this experimental shit." That, you know. <laughs> well, I, I thought that whoever it was, I thought they'd gone in straight from the last series of Strictly, where they spent the time trying like how to get a shot of Bonnie Langford's tuppence when she does the split. Good old Bonnie's camel toe. Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> But we did. But we did. I mean, we did get a nice close up of the of the leader's head. I believe in the in the final furlong in in, in HD. You know. if, if we if we get any closer to him, we'll be able to tell if the jockey's had a line before he's gone out. <laughs> ah, anyway, yeah. In seriousness, Carl, uh, no good. No good for somebody like myself who obviously plays in running and. Was rather perplexed at having to see a close up of three horses' heads for. Well, you might as well watch it on Seafax. <laughs> like the old days when you used to, yeah, when, you used to, when it used to flash up the result, result, yeah. but then there was nothing filled in, and then yeah. you were just you were just waiting, you were just thinking, please yeah. God, please God, please God, this has to win. Yeah, good old Seafax. Yeah. So anyway, no, no good, no good at all there. Them those experimental pictures, uh, lawn. Uh, Balvo has, has, has put a question and he says, and I thought this is one for you, John, really. You could answer this perfectly. Mm. Do you think that Thady, Thaddy, 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 Thaddy Gosden does enough, does, doesn't get enough credit? He has proved that hard work, a history of an art degree, and being the son of a hugely successful racehorse horse trainer is all you need to succeed. There's a lesson here for all of us. Do you agree, John? This reminds me of a little incident a few years ago at York. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was uh, still on the steps of the county stand and uh, William Huntingdon had just had a, had a winner there. And there's these two old wags stood in front of me. And uh, one turns to the other and he said, Lord Huntingdon, he said, who the hell is that? And his mate said, well, I don't know, he said, but he's a bloody sight better than that idiot Hastings bath that he's took over from. <laughs> For some of our listeners that don't know, uh, <laughs> Willie Hastings bath did cha- did get the title Lord Lord Huntington. So just, just, just in case some of our, say, younger listeners don't understand the, the poignancy of, of John's point there. Uh, yeah, awesome, John, that. Awesome. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, unbelievable. Um, yeah, I mean, if you are the, the son of a multi-millionaire racehorse trainer and you, you've done the rounds of all the other decent yards on the, on the planet, I think you have got a reasonable chance of making a decent fist of things. Um, Good old Thady and John. Let's uh, let's wish them well. Let's wish them well. 
Well, wish he, them. He says he's them. improved the outfit enormously already, doesn't he? Because I, I think uh, I don't think they've ever won this much money at the stage of the season before. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah. Proof's in the pudding. He, he's made a measurable difference. And the stringers, but the, the proof's in the pudding. Um, right. That's that's the questions from our listeners for this week. Um, so I will finish the, the sermon part of this show off. Obviously, we're now getting to the nitty-gritty of uh, you getting to know some of the best bets for this flat season going forward, which is exciting. You must be excited by now. And if you're not, well, I'll, I'll whet your appetite here with one. Uh, this is, we do a column called the Jimmy Lindley Lovely Hands. And basically, this is telling you horses that haven't been placed to best advantage in their races. Now, I watched a race this week and I I literally fell out of the chair. I, I, I can't, it's in in 25 years of betting, I have not seen a ride as ridiculous and I, I'll say it and as bent as this one. Uh, it was a horse called Blueberg. It was trained by uh, the Welsh Mafia, Evan Williams, at Southall, ridden by his daughter, Isabel Williams. And she came there to, at the second last, travelling like the wrath of God, nearly still in front, or nearly in front. <laughs> just absolutely, just did absolutely, just stopped. That, that, that was it. And the stewards did have her in. They did. They they actually said, "Oh, oh Isabel, this 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 in this ain't cricket." Um, but they accepted her explanation that she achieved the best possible placing she could. And I I I, I urge anyone worth the salt in racing to watch that race and tell me that that <laughs> that was that uh, it was incredible. I've never I haven't seen anything like that and get away with it. Nothing. So Bloomberg, give it a watch, uh, listeners. You'll enjoy that one. That is that is one of the funniest I think I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like it. So there you go. Right, we move on. We go to myself and John's followers for this season's flat, and we've we've each we've each picked out five, and John has got some good ones. I've got some good ones. And we'll give our five to follow for this coming flat season. Uh, in turn, we'll start. John, we'll start off with our fifth best, and then yeah, and alternately, and then we'll we'll get to to the to the best one, and then we'll go to the classics previews after after the after the uh, the followers. Yeah. So, John, I will let you go first with your uh, fifth best follower for this flat season right I'm, I'm making this one the fifth best because chances are Hayley Turner might be cropping up on its back as it holds it hands so we will have that five pound penalty to overcome um, this one's a horse called True Courage of Michael Bells um, you give it two spins in just over a month to get this one handicapped um, made its handicapped debut where Despite it not being terribly fancied, I thought it was hugely significant. He went in to report to the skewers it didn't like the ground. Yeah. Um, and then he's uh, he's took he's took it home, got the house bricks straight out, knackers off, and 
this one will be found in races over 10 furlongs plus this season, I would imagine. Interesting. So, it's, so basically, it's by Lahave out of an Oasis Dream Dam Sire. The I, I could I, I I do like your trip angles here. I mean, I mean, mm. look at looking at the family. You've, you, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of stamina in this pedigree. Uh, so so you, you've you've you're doing well here. I like I like the dig out there. It's ran to sort of it's ran to a 65 racing post on its debut. And yeah, I think it's shown plenty. You know, to say it's a horse. You know, um, and I'm sorry. The trip started out and everything, and now the knackers are off. We should say it's looking it's like a, that, more of a It's a typical bell plot, that. I'd, I'd, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, he's done this before. We, we've had, we've had some good 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 wages out of following Michael Bell with his with his stepping up handicappers at, at three. So yeah. I'll, I'm loving your angle here. Like you say, 65's very very workable on on debut. So that's true courage for John. Uh, that's his uh, fifth best follower of this flat season. Uh, unlucky for for us though, we might have early Turner on it, and then we've got you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we go straight accordingly. <laughs> but you can't have it always. I mean, do you know what's do you know what's weird though, John? Right, and I've always said this. Every single time we seem to come up in the past, we're like real good handicap plot jobs. Yeah. How many times do we get an absolute bin man riding it? Ah, yeah. I mean, you know, you think, oh god, oh no, not him. Well, well, I've given up on bowling because whatever happens, you know, I mean, if if you're looking for him in handicap, you know, I mean, he's uh, you'll find he's putting up the grandson of somebody who was apprenticed to his dad thirty-five years ago, (laughs) claiming ten. (laughs) <laughs> you know, um, and that, and that's in big races. Yeah. Um, he, he seems intent on proving he can go with everyone and tear behind his back. And he, he he can't really do it that well with, with both hands free. So yeah, I, I mean, no, no, about look, I, 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 you know, I'm not being sexist or anything because Ollie Doyle's my favourite jockey, but. Early Turner's not, and 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 it's just you, every time you think, oh no 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 no, you know, every, every, again everything's set. It's the right race. It's the right trip. You've right draw. You've got a nice pace set up, and you think, well, what can go wrong here? And then, then you see. Jockey the jockeys are declared. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's a good selection. I like that. That's 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 got some some mileage, and I, I would say pound for pound, that's better than my. Fifth best selection. Um, which, it then. So I'm going to give it you now. And it's a horse trained by one of your favourite Irish trainers. Oh, that's Jim. Nasty Jim. Yeah, nasty Jim. Yeah. And I can't um, this even though I don't know what it is. I know. Every, everyone cheers, cheers for him to get beat. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, Jim is a... Jim's a total bastard, isn't he? I mean, let's be oh. right. But, so yeah. Uh, I mean, anyway, so this horse is called Snapchat, and it's trained by Jim Bolger. And on debut, it, it, it was very, very eye-catching, under a seven-pound apprentice. Sort of, you know, made nice little late headway. Was really impressed with it. Then it ran in a very hot maiden at the Curra, where... It was. It finished ninth of eighteen behind the 
Guinea, thousand guineas favourite and Oaks favourite Santa Barbara. It finished in ninth place, but that doesn't tell the story because it, it it missed the break quite markedly and it ended up last with about four a run. And old man Kevin Manning, who's who's seventy eight now, you know he's he's doing he's he's he really is doing well for seventy eight, and and he just his bones were creaking sort of two or three out and. He managed to get this horse under very minimal pressure into about ninth. You know, not not beaten as far as you'd have thought that he would be from sort of four out. So there's plenty of ability there, and he's good enough to win his maiden, and that's where I'm coming from, that it, it's not really... I don't think it's a handicapping project. It might be, but I think he can turn up in a maiden as long as he's, as he's steering clear from the lads. Yeah. And, you know, like one of the, one of these sort of... Fairy house maidens that that maybe the lads send the scrap to or whatever. This is the one that I'd want to be with, you know, and, and have a really good bet on and 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 say, come on, Jim, do the business. Uh, and I, th- I think a, my, a miles's trip. I, I don't think he, he he's physically he's all there, John. He, he's he's a lovely physical type. He's one of them that has to improve just just purely on on the the amount of flesh that's yeah yeah but, so that's the reason i picked him because I, I i feel he has to move forward from his his debut which according to the racing post ran to around 77 i'd put him you know in the mid 80s kind of category which wins these sort of gaff track maidens in ireland no problem and you know th- that's what we want we want a winner and and snap yeah. chap i think is a real real good Good three-year-old to follow for us. Um, I, I think I've got Jim's horses as well. They're moving forward physically, but they'll move forward on what's in their heads because he, he, he does have an awful lot of set-looking types as two-year-olds. Yeah. He, he likes to get stuck into them, doesn't he? I mean, Jim's breeding from, like, you, you know, you're vocalised, and I'm not really a massive fan, but the, the, one of, one of the, the, uh, the siblings, one of the half-brothers here is uh, intense style that... That was a decent over six furlongs yeah. and got to, got to three figures. So at least there's something in the pedigree to say that you know the mare's producing at least you know a horse that can that can mm. win races. So Snapchat was was I thought was interesting. That was my but I don't think that matches your um, bell choice to be honest. I, I have to be honest with listeners and and I, I think your fifth choice is rather good. Mm. Right, what's your fourth? What's your fourth choice, John? Well, I'm sure you won't be as impressed with this one. Um, <laughs> this is for the lovely Samark Prescott, BT, and this is also called Polar Ace. Um, and it's another one where he took just over a fortnight to get his mark, really, uh, and then he's put it away. He'll probably get it on the good side for a month, ready to go by end of May to run up a sequence, I would have thought. It, it's the last run, I think, at Chelmsford. No, it was the last run at Southall. Uh, either way, it turned up at Chelmsford there, the last run are the, the one we saw, utterly unsuited to it, you know what I mean? It, it was like trying to take a tank to a domino tippling contest in Alzheimer's. Um, big, raw, angular-looking bastard it is. Needs, it needs a flat galloping track. Probably a mile and a half, um, and just need some work cramming into it. Um, 
would be ready to go now. It took him a while to find an owner for it. I know it's that it was running in his own colours. Um yeah. first three runs. But he's uh, he he's managed to get one of one of his old comrades in arms to take a controlling interest in it anyway. And uh, no doubt we'll be laughing at like Larry after it's one three and four and they'll be going to a bullfight together or something. You know, I mean, I mean, it is laughable in a way. I mean, right. So you've got a horse here, Smart Prescott. It's a it's a gelding by Dan Silly. It's a half brother to Ice Sprite that's already run into nearly three figures. It's it's basically, I I wouldn't. I'm not saying the pedigree is just like amazing, as in Group One or or it's littered with, with with superstars, but we're talking good tackle. And we're also this costs hundred and twenty thousands a yearly. Mm. They've, they've got it off fifty nine. Come racing, you know. They, they, like you said, this is this is could be one of these Prescott. You know, like it wins six on the run. These, you know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? You know, it's, totally. it's cha- Channel Four trophy. You know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, I mean Thrasher Morris. I mean he's he's definitely he's definitely not thrashed it. I don't think no, on, no. on these occasions anyway. Well, he forgot where but, his ass was. He kept missing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Polar Ice, good follower that John. I like that. Mm. Again, that so it's, a, it's a good two you've come up with. I think you're beating me tonight. Uh, uh, I I, I kind of better idea than I'll <laughs> I reckon, sir. I mean, I you know, I, I mean. They are two quite shrewd selections in that if they don't win races off their marks, I'll be astonished. So that's a that's a good start from you, Nat. Um right, okay. My fourth choice um is I I suppose the difference well, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to come up with five horses, if you like, that are a little bit out of the box, as in I'm not trying to be obvious with these. I'm trying to come up with sort of like lesser trainers because I know what it's like. If if we come on this show tipping up Roger Varian's three plot jobs with five hundred thousand guinea yearling, you know, and it's off sixty two. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Every we get we get him five to four because because everyone's like, you know, it's just everyone's backed it night before. New market are bouncing about it because they've got it well handicapped and that would. That was sort of the problem I had last year with some of my followers. I, I was probably yeah. picking two two bigger yards, and pro, and you know where all, all Billy Bunters are, and and then and then it, you you left staring at eleven away. You know, like you thought, oh geez. So what I did, I, I've kind of gone for a little bit under radar with sort of four of them anyway, um, yeah. out of five. And this is probably another one that's under the radar. And again, to our Irish listeners. Another Emerald Isle one for you this this month. And this will be, I think, she's going to be a little nice little handicapper that will pay away this season. Uh, a horse called Sea Sessions, trained by Ross O'Sullivan. She's by Territories out of a Dale Army mare. And she's shaped incredibly well, I've thought, on each of the three starts. She's, uh, she, they finally up to, up to, to a mile on a, on, a, on a final outing. 
and she really did catch my eye. Just, just you know, she had a couple little cracks, and she really picked up for the cracks, which I liked. And she put distance between herself <clears> and the rest of the pack to finish third. And it didn't impact her handicap mark uh, to any degree either. So the, the handicapper has given her 65, which mm-hmm. on what I'm thinking, when, when she gets sort of 12 furlongs, I mean, maybe a mile and a quarter even, but I, I'd like to, I'd like D-Day to be 12 furlongs. And I'm certain she runs to sort of 10 pound above that. I'm certain she can be 75. And, and that, as we know, that might not be good enough to win some handicaps if, if, if they're quite warm, but she's a filly that, that, that I think she, I like, I like her. She, she's got the right attitude and, once she gets the right distance of ground, I think she's going to be a, a real, a real nice, real, real nice handicapper for, for connections. Maybe, maybe one win, maybe two wins. So again, I, w- I wouldn't be going special in terms of, oh, this has got absolute buckets, but I, it's a filly that I know will win, given, mm. given, the, given a mile and a half handicap in the summer. Uh, uh, you know, I, I'd expect her to be out this summer, and uh, you know, on the on the better ground. I'd expect it to be running really well. So that's C mm-hmm. sessions. Ross O'Sullivan's runners tend to need a run. So I wouldn't be back enough first outing back. I reckon they might just have a little spin and a roll up. Um, and, you know, and then you might want to be keeping, keeping uh, her, her in your trackers then after you've watched her on the reappearance. So that's C sessions for me trained by Ross O'Sullivan uh, in Ireland. And I expect her to be winning middle distance handicaps next summer. John, your third on the list, please. Uh, my third one is a horse called Dickens that uh, is trained by Alan King. Uh, now, this one, again, is similar type to the other two in Alphans, potential middle distance handicapper. Um, way too keen after being locked out of scores all three starts last season and has since been gelded. One of the things I liked about this horse and his first two starts despite the fact he was keen and emptying out was the fact that when he was still nudged along he put his head down and did try even though he was getting empty Um, and physically I like him a lot Um, I think he's a nicer type than the other two I've mentioned Um, his handicap debut was Pretty depressing, uh, but knocked him down to pounds for it. It's a good good start physically, and as I say, if the gelding up settles him down, I, I think he could be quite a useful handicapper. You know, I think you may be looking Melrosey type by August. Yeah, I mean, I mean look, looking at looking at the the, the pedigree, you'd certainly expect a lot of improvement up in trip. You've 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 basically got. Um, uh, Sasaiko in there. You've got. Um, it, it looks. It just looks a complete mile and a half pedigree. I, yeah. I do love Mark of Esteems on the dam side. Mark of Esteems has been a very, very influential, influential sire and dam sire. Um, obviously perished in 2014, which was very sad. So we don't get much of much of him as a, as a sire these days, but we do get him as a dam sire, and. He makes it put it this way. I, I do a lot of systematic approaches on pedigrees and marker esteems 
are really, really solid, solid, solid on the damn line. So I do like the fact that Mark Evistim is on the damn line. Um, Have you look at this one on video, Lee? I've not looked at him on video. Um, so there's not Yeah, I, I mean, I've probably missed him, to be honest, because I've watched literally most most two-year-old races last yeah. year now. And I've I've probably just not picked him up. Um, yeah. I mean that that, that happens. Um, but as I said, every everything points to him being being better at three. And that, everything that, that was him. the best thing about him the fact you knew he was going so much. You knew he was going to empty out. Yeah. But rather than Ed coming up and him saying oh, I'm finished, Dad, he Ed stayed down and he was trying. You know. In, interesting that that. He was quite cheap through the falls yeah. and ye- falls and yearlings markets, yeah. and then, right? So, and it was we're only going to last year. He made hundred and forty thousand at the breeze ups. Yeah. And that, now I have I know you can watch the breeze ups online, including the past sales, and I haven't had a chance to do so. But the fact that he's made hundred and forty thousand says it suggests that he, he probably breezed lovely. Oh, the CD in the car on the way home was that like the way you move. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another another good follower from John. Um, absolutely, absolutely love you three so far, John Dickens. That's John's number three, and he th- and John thinks that this this could be a type for sort of middle distance stroke, even Melrose kind of distances as the season progresses, and obviously owned by the McNeils. Um, so yeah. Absolutely solid that job. Good stuff. Right. So we go on to my third one. And I'd say this is the most obvious one I'm I'm going to give uh, listeners. I, I, I make no apologies because I was rather uh, sweary and very abusive after after it got beat on its last run last season. It's the Willie Haggist trained Titian. And I had one of my biggest bets last season on it to win the nursery at Doncaster where it finished third to Heights of Abraham. And I was rather sweary because I think I was having a bad run as well at the time, or I wasn't, things weren't going well. And it's when things don't go well, like you get that slow pace. All I needed was just an average gallop, just, just something, just something normal. And for, and they just absolutely crawled, and I, and I, I was just I was like banging my head against. So I thought, how can you just let? How can you just go this pace? And this horse basically, Tom Tom Marquand had got it right held up at the back, and and it, it made ground lay. It couldn't it couldn't peg them back. I was like furious. I'm like, geez, you know, that's another one that's got away. It should have won. Just a normal run of race, um, and and I was sick and. Titian's got a derby entry, and the, the like. This is the thing. I Michael Buckley doesn't mess around. He, if if they're no good these days, Michael Buckley tends to sell, and that's it because he can't be bothered. What he, 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 if he's got anything decent, he's, he's a set selling sort of owner. Um, and I, with this, I think this improves probably at least, and I'll say this at least a stone. Up in trip, it once we start going 10, 12 furlongs uh, with Titian uh, in the summer. Um, I mean the, for, I mean for example, I mean the the, the pedigree is pretty impressive. That the, the very closely related to Lawman, 
Um, there's 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 a group two winner there in in the you know in the in the in the sort of catalogue, and I, I just think once this goes ten and twelve, I think we've got some quite exciting, and I, I think we get to three figures. Well, he's got a handicap mark of eighty five. It's too low, and I can't wait for him. I hope Willie, I hope Willie does us a favour, and he, he, you know, he 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 doesn't do anything daft like running a, I don't know, a, a, a you know, a, a, a listed or group contest. I hope I hope he lets us like try and try and win a nice handicap, um, you know, and, and have a good bet because that's 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 where I'd like to see him. So Titian. He's a strong one for me. Oh, and by the way, he can't run in the derby anyway, because silly me, I've not noticed it's gelded. So there you go. He ain't running in the derby. But they've got the derby entry, which, which you know, I mean, they obviously, they obviously held it in decent regard. So Titian is my third follower for Willie Haggis. And that's my biggest yard that I've tipped, really, because I just think, well, I'm trying to give smaller trainers a chance to show their skills on my followers list. So... But Willie Agus's Titian is my third best. John, your second best choice. Right, this is. Uh, it's a, I'm not saying this is the best art. I, I think this is the most interesting, really. Um, the one that's the most interesting in my head, anyway. Um, this art's called Beowulf, trained by Ed Walker. And basically, we've had three knockoffs that can gelded. Starts handicaps off 56, which is really workable. Um, he's going to want at least a mile to show his best. Yeah. The, key, the key to this is this horse just does not want a bar of soft turf. It's got a tremendously light action. Um, it's related to an all-weather winner, and I think given a competitive ride, it probably might even be best on that sort of supportive surface. Because it's, it's a little bit fragile looking how it moves, you know. It, it, it gives me the impression that if it's hit a stride wrong, it could go wrong type thing, you know. But I think on a consistent surface, I think there's an awful lot more to come from this. And if he's careful with it, I can see going up £30 over the course of the season. Um, I think there's a, a lot of latent talent there um, that we ain't seen yet. You know, uh, rated just fifty six, John. Yeah, so I, I, I think it, if he's careful with it, I, th- I think we can try and thirty pound. Interesting. A lot. What are you saying about the? Are you saying it doesn't want an extreme of surface, as in? I, I think if it was consistently um, not watered, it'd be fine. But I th- what you find is the those slot wires and bends and make it different to what it is in the straight and yeah. I think you'd have more confidence if you were running on the all weather well it's interesting you say that because the, the damn side is the way you are and yeah. that's very heavily heavy influence for all weather mm-hmm. so I, I, I think that's what you should make it you should make it your bar stewards number two uh, all weather big bet um, you know so. when when it when it's D Day, yeah. I mean, Ed's quite tricky because what he can do, right? So obviously, it last ran on the eleventh of November. Ed can leave them quite short. Yeah. So I've I've known Ed to have spins before, like before, like it, yeah, it, I believe it, it. Yeah. So 
it's one of them really. It's a tricky one with Ed. If if he's got it tuned up, then yeah, you'd be all over it off fifty six. But if if he sort of just left it a bit slack, you know, he, he might yeah. just be have, have it, having a, having a sighter for for Didi. Uh, yeah. That that's yeah. The hint could be the application of loads of the owners' cash. Loads of cash. Cash. Prize of the race. Plenty of cash, yeah. And and possibly the application of the good old cheap pieces that do absolutely nothing. By the way, Fran Berry was great yesterday. Did you you hear Fran Berry on Racing? No, I didn't. No, no. He was brilliant. It was the uh, Emmett Mullins one that had obviously had the the juice. And Uh, it, it was back from 20s into 6s. And oh, and pissed up, and and Fran was doing the like race review. Yeah, instead of like George Baker style of yeah. you know, oh what a lovely ride, and you know, like yeah. Fran just said, well, in a nutshell, it's just improved for the application of cash. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, yeah, it's just straight laced. That's it. Yeah, correct. Um, re- very refreshing punditry, yeah. there, Fran Berry. So anyway, Beowulf is John's number two. And again, it's a very good choice. John's picking some really shrewd trainers. Um, he's, he's beating me at the moment. I, I like his more than mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it's good. It's, it's good for listeners because I, I, I'm certain all mine will win as well. So I mean, if we if we get if we do a ten if we do ten winners between us, we've done fantastic. Right, my number two is, again, from a, a lesser yard that prob- prob- probably could do with uh, a bit of good news after Sam Spinner uh, bowed out this year into for, for Jed O'Keefe. And I've picked one of Jed's runners who, who hasn't had the best of seasons, let's, let's be right, uh, in recent times. But he's got a horse here that's very interesting. It's called Rainbow's Gift. And obviously, I first noticed it when it ran behind Titian, who was my number three follower, at uh, Newcastle over the mile. It finished fourth. Uh, very interesting late headway. Just just under hands and heels, not pushed, not pushed hard. You know, was staying on quite nicely. And when you, when you look at this horse, it certainly got the pedigree to shine over middle distance. It's by Nathaniel. And... In the family, you've 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 basically got got a bit of stamina there. You've got kaleidoscopic that won, that won for Mick Windmill over a mile and a quarter, and this this was obviously by Nathaniel, which is very stout, sire. Obviously, uh, I think over ten and twelve furlongs next season he's going to come into his own. He's only been given sixty two. Now that's ridiculous because yeah, yeah. 60, 62 does not reflect um, his ability. I can assure you. I've got this horse running to probably 75 plus. I think it'd be a nice handicapper for Jed. This they've not knocked it about. They've not, they've not like asked it questions that, you know, it can't answer. Um, and it shaped ever so well. And I think probably Jed was a bit scared on third run because after the second run at a mile, he dropped it back to seven. As if to say, well, we don't, we don't want another 10 pound on the mark by keeping it a mile. So I think that's basically what he did. He, he he made sure that he didn't get any more than than what he showed on his second run, which was behind Titian, and that gave him sixty two. Well, I'm I'm telling you now that this gelding will, for me, get to seventy five uh, over a mile and a quarter, you know, middle distances, and I, I do think he's one to follow in, in small northern handicaps, staying trips. Again, you'll get a nice price. It's not 
again when I, I try I tried to stay away from the sort of big yards uh, on purpose just just to give folks a chance you know in the morning the night before where everyone's not just punting them punting them stupid before you can get a bet on so I, I thought Jed O'Keefe was under the radar here definitely and I felt you know this this will reward punters this summer over middle distances so Rainbow's gift for me is my number two John you're number one this is it this is this is the big one this is where everyone gets their tackle out well I think I think um, this, this this is a horse that at very worst would be a Britannia type well I'm hoping for a little bit better from this I think it's a nice dark horse um, and that's Chicago Blackhawk who Johnny Mercer's ooh like the trainer yeah um now, it acts on soft, but I think uh, you'll see a much better arse on decent ground this year. Um, it's by Sire of the Moment, Night of Thunder. The Sire of Sires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think um, last year it was pretty much not the finished article physically. He, he got the structure, but he hadn't filled this out at all, you know. Yeah. And I think once this arse fills out, it'll be proper useful. Um, it, it's a fairly early fall. It was a February fall, so I think that uh, it'll come to hand fairly quickly this year, you know, um, providing it hasn't wintered too well. Um, you go back through its form, its debut was four and a half lengths behind our definition. Um more about which later. Um, yeah. And then stepped up to finish third in a big field of maidens at the Curra to Van Gogh. Again, not particularly knocked about, not not in any kind of shape to be showing his best head, I didn't think. And uh, I think one of the most interesting things about this this is the only one Johnny Mercer's left in the Irish Guineas. Interesting. Um, despite him failing to win as a two-year-old, which I think is uh, a tip in itself, because it, it, it ties in very much with what my notes on the horse say, that we haven't seen anything like its best efforts yet. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's an awful lot more to come from this. So that that's me. That's me best in Chicago Blackhawk. Well, I mean, again, another another cracking selection. And I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass. I mean, I mean, literally, if you look at, I mean, obviously Van Gogh won that maiden. It was third in, and obviously Van Gogh went on to win the uh, uh, Grand Criterium um, at, at San Clue. Um, Van Gogh's also ran behind one ruler. Uh, Cadillac, you know, and like you said, if you're if you're impressed with this physically, as in as in a lot a lot to come, you know, you could have a really nice horse here. And, mm. and I mean, it might not. Be, I mean, looking at pedigree, I, I, you'd say it'd need further. I mean, I mean, everything points to. But again, this is how you do it. You don't just run over your, your horses over the optimum trip to start with. You let them build up. But I'd certainly think a mile, mile and a quarter would be probably optimum, John. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, you, you can run really well in an eighty skinnies and then go for someone like a Teddy Seven at Ascot, can't you? know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Goldie good, you know, and who knows where you might end up after that. You know. Great, great pick. Um, I, I do love the trainer, Johnny. Um, like he, he, he impro- I mean, he had some well handicapped horses last summer that I was mm. following. I mean, not that I'd noticed straight away, but I'd, I'd looked at him and thought, "Christ, you've got this one well in," and and he, he did very well last 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 summer. I felt with with sort of well bred horses and got them off the right marks. This one, to me, I don't think I don't think they'll be thinking handicaps. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking this this will be a maiden win and probably going into pattern races or yeah. you know. That kind. Of, I, I think this will this will progress like you say. Great choice. So that's John, John's number one, Chicago Blackhawk. Five fantastic horses to follow for you this season from John. I feel um, that certainly impressed me. So, like I said, you know, everyone should be uh, marking those down in their trackers without fail. My number one again. It's from. An unfashionable yard, but not well. You say unfashionable. It what it was probably unfashionable until last season, when Tim Easterby had one of his, had one of his uh, better years, John. And 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 he, and you know he's proved he's proved the point that that you know you always liked um, his father, yeah, Peter Peter Easterby. And they always say apples don't fall far from the tree, and 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 obviously Tim, Tim for me is 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 getting better and better as a trainer. I, I mean, think he's terrific. Yeah, he, he's 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 training now for uh, King Power, and you know, and he's he's getting a chance with some proper horses. But there is one of Tim's that is my top follower for the season, and I'm going to make some bold claims because no one likes an after timer. So I'll I'll tell you what I think what this horse will get to. Um, it's a horse called Eclipse de Luna. Uh, it's a three-year-old gelding by Sea the Moon, and Tim ran this at York on debut. Typical Tim, uh, hundred to one on debut, fat as butter. Absolutely, I, I couldn't believe how you know the amount of condition he got on it, and it finished second. And I reckon that would have even <coughs> Tim, Tim's probably thinking, well. If we, if we finish seventh or eighth, six, seven lengths off a York main winner, you know, we'll, 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 we'll take that. Well, you know, this finished second, and I couldn't believe it finished second. I was like flabbergasted. So then they roll up at air next time, still carrying a bit as well. And and it managed to beat a horse called Northern Express. And the third horse was Annandale, which ran today at Doncaster and nearly upset the... Um, the uh, Charlie Appleby horse Tamborada um, in the handicap over ten there today off seventy eight. Yeah. Well, it, you know, he, he he got Annandale well cooked, and I know Annandale was on debut that day, but you know, Eclipse de Luna was was sort of from a similar position as Annandale, and Eclipse de Luna come home and really strongly did it well, and then I actually bet it uh, at uh, at York on its final start last year. And you wouldn't believe the trip it had. It finished six. It couldn't get through. They all come to the stands rail as they do at York when uh, the ground gets on the soft side. And the horse couldn't get through. It was Rachel Richardson. She just, you know, not the best. Um, and just couldn't couldn't get a run. And just sat there literally for the last two furlongs. 
and I just thought to myself, God, this horse is serious. You know, this this is a real, real, real good horse. And I, I genuinely believe this year, uh, especially in Northern Saturday handicaps, where Tim will probably target it. I think yeah. this horse, this horse, mile, mile and a quarter in the north, will be getting up into the mid nineties. And we've got a we've got a horse here off seventy six. He even dropped a pound for the last run at York. Unbelievable, because it might have won. With a it's doing snake for our wins, though, does it? This, this is this is a nice horse for Tim. This 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 will pay its way. It'll it'll end up mid nineties, uh, in my view. I think you you're going to win probably two or three handicaps with this this summer. And I'm very very much looking forward to seeing this run. They've got a really nice horse on their hands. It wants to do it. It's got a good constitution. Heads down. Uh, hopefully, won't have Rachel Richards on. Sorry, Rachel. Um, and you know we might have thick Dave on John. Well, he's open, you know. I mean, uh, like the return of Thick Dave. It could, you know. One of the best aspects of the flat is the fact that Thick Dave's back. Yeah. He's uh, never been known to stop one. No. So, oh, but I mean, one word, one word of warning. Uh, it is my best follower, but Tim, as a rule, and this is this is going on Tim of the past. Is he always likes a spin? He always likes a run back. He, he can leave them with plenty of condition on. It's just his style of training, you know. He, he don't he don't he don't want them turning up like a, you know, with nothing nothing on them, you know, like and worked worked into the ground on the first run back. So I, I'd put a word of warning on the first run back with Tim's. I'd I'd, I'd watch it for a run. I, I you know I'd be surprised if he, if this horse was maybe straight enough first time. Tim's style might be just you know. He likes his season still in progress in June, doesn't he? Absolutely. This could be a one where it turns up at the mile at Ripon, buried out the back, you know, sort of picking a few off late into sixth or seventh. And that that's your, that's your typical Tim Easterby pipe opener. And so Eclipse de Luna is, uh, is, is my best uh, and my most confident one for you this flat season. Ten fabulous horses there from me and John. We've, we've, we've done the groundwork for you, so you don't have to. And uh, hopefully we'll provide plenty of profit. If you had a stable with them ten, in, you'd be happy, man. Absolutely. So stick them ten in your stable, and you'll have a great flat season, I'm sure. Right, we're moving on now to the to the important classics of this year. Um, last year sent a bit of a damp squib because of the truncated calendar. It sent quite weird, so it's really nice to get back to traditional dates and times. And we're gonna look at the. Uh, classics in question the 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 1000 guineas 2000 guineas uh the derby and oaks so we'll start off john with the 2000 guineas what is your 2000 guineas horse well the thing is Ian, uh, about the, the, the guineas um i'm at loggerheads with eddie potter <laughs> i mean loggerheads um harry did a stable teller last week where he expressed the opinion that high definition wouldn't be going to the guineas because, please God, we've got plenty for that anyway. Please God. <laughs> and Spoke to the lads. Yeah, so we, we had a bit of that, and the lads don't want to go there. So I want to go to the outside, please God. <laughs> so, anyway, I think... When high definition gets into full work, I think this will get the juices flowing from Mr. Magnair and he will think he's got a triple crown arse. 
and I think this will end up going to the gimmies because I think there is so much more to come from this. I really do. I haven't been this impressed with one of his in a long, long time. I think this is a lovely, lovely hot. And uh, if, if everything goes as I'm expecting it to, I think this will line up at your market. Would, 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 would say... And just, I'm just being sort of devil's mm-hmm. advocate here because I, yeah. I know how much I know how much you like this. And to be honest, I, I do concur. But would it put you off if it's sort of like good to firm new market? Uh, uh, you know, like for a guineas. No, it does everything so easy. I wouldn't care. Uh, and uh, honestly, they could run it up the road alongside the cars. I wouldn't be bothered. Um, I say nothing in his action that I'd, I'd be frightened of at all. You'd probably have the lads walking the cars and all the rest of it, and fishing and traffic. But no, I've, I've seen no issues with this horse. Even from a point of view of being a potential stallion, I think you'd throw a lovely stock that wouldn't be looking like raspberries that need soft ground. I, I just think he's got the lot, this. And I'm, I'm just hoping he, he comes into work soon enough and gets a chance to show him what he can do there because I, I don't think he'll turn up then. Great stuff, John. Um, interesting, Aidan O'Brien's last comments on the horse that I've read anyway. He actually said he, w- he was quite fancying just turning up straight for the Guineas next next spring. Yeah. That was his last comments. But yet, 16 to 1's available. 16's. Mm, too big. Yeah, I, know he, well, I know what he said. He said it to the Atlas' website and all the rest of it. But, you know, it... If I can't beat Battleground over an hour and the bus, I'll stand tapping. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I mean, you've, you've got great confidence for the horse uh, and, I, and I, I sort of share your views on it. Um, battleground for me, to please Ian Davis, there's a lot of good market vibes for it. Now, the, if people say, well, what, 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 what's, what's market vibes got to do with anything? Well, if you know the operation at, at Ballygoy, it's a lot with this crew. <laughs> it's it's well. I mean, the thing is though that they, they, they work. Everything's done on the clock. They work them hard, and you can bet your life for Battleground to be this price and punted as well. It keeps getting punted. Uh, eleven to two. Uh, in fact, eleven to two's gone with Paddy Power yesterday. Um, this must be working the house now because. You, you know, it's just how I've seen it with Ballad Oil in the past. Um, and Battleground last season, if you look at its bare form, it's not anything to get excited about. It's beaten a seven furlong horse that's won a race in, was it Jebel Ali or Doha mm. recently? You know, the, the, the sales horse of yeah. Tom Daskins. That's that's not amazing form. Um, the Chesham wouldn't be incredible form. The the Keeneland run was desperately unlucky. It was caught wide. It was caught out of its ground. It was just, you know, it ran. He nearly won that, wouldn't he? It, 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 it had won. It had won with a trip. It would have won. It yeah. had won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf without a doubt. However, is that is that level of form? You know, forget forget the vibes. Forget the forget forget the the, the bollocks. Is that level of form good enough to win a guinea? You probably say no. You, 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 it's it's not form that 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 says that that horse should be favourite. Having said that, I think there's so many question marks because the Dewhurst last year, St Mark's Basilica, Wembley, Thunder Moon, 
Thunder Moon for me is a dual like up horse. I, mm. I think it's got such foot, and and the turn of foot when it won at won at, won at the Curra last back end, and the way it travelled in the Dewhurst on soft ground, which wouldn't have been ideal. I think that one's top of the ground. Thunder. You don't see him flying out the dip, do you? No, I don't see Thunder Moon like getting. Guineas fractions, which will be which will be long busting fractions in a guineas. I don't see Thundermoon getting the mile. No, no. I, I I think Thundermoon. And the other thing, if if you're a Thundermoon backer or you or, or you're liking any of the baby Josephs, the baby Josephs in dreadful form, absolutely dreadful form at the moment. The baby Joseph. So I'd I'd wait until you see a yard upturn before you can even support any of the baby Josephs in any of the classics uh, early season. Just going on what I've seen so far. Did you just wait for Melbourne Cup late now, didn't we? I think so. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that that that's where I, I I think it's a very very trappy affair, battleground. I've I've made the case of why it's been back, blah blah blah, but. Has it got the form? The Dewars a bit patchy. St Mark's Basiliki Wembley. There's about a length between them all. You know, like various runs last season at the Curra, etc. I'll, I'll, I'll give one out the out the left field for the, the Guineas that you know, might just go and win the Craven or something and come in a sharp price. Uh, it's also Roger Radians called Royal Champion, once race maiden winner, big potential. By Shamadel, trips Airdale. Car swinger, no dip worries. I watched it coming and out of the dip, handled it lovely. Put put its maiden to bed in about ten strides. Form's okay. Physically should come on. Um, I can say that making the lineup. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so John is very keen on high definition. Is his selection at sixteens? He believes it will run, and um, and we should all fill our boots. Um, it's a big price. I've got, I've got, I've got to admit, I, I don't know if that's worryingly big or whether it's as in that's just stupid value. Um, as I said, that, that that's as good as I can offer on 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 the two thousand. John, we'll switch our interest to the uh, Phillies and the thousand guineas market. Santa Barbara has been very, very well supported today. Into you can get threes, but that's all gone. Fifteen to eight in some places. I think, I think some of this, um, I think the high definition situation and the Santa Barbara situation is really similar insofar as the both showing a chronic overreaction to comments Harry Potter's made in stable tours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, the uh, jockey likes the silly very much. Um, and after he's mentioned they're in dispatches, I, I, I watched the race myself. Um, I could not go anywhere near her at a current price. I thought there was a hint of a head carriage about her. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Uh, you could put it down to greenness, but you can't put it down to greenness when they're trading at this sort of price, this far off the race. Um, unless you're getting 16 to 1. You, you know? Yeah. There's got to be some compensation for what was a worrying head angle, you know? And there's no, no compensation in that price. And, you, you know, I mean, if she, if, she, if she wins on the day and you have to assume the position, drop your pants and she goes in dry with hard luck, you know, I mean, you, you just take that one, don't you? Yeah. But I have to tell you you've missed out on what you missed out on. Nothing. 
Yeah, I, to- I totally agree. I, I, I watched the main and win, and you know, whilst you know she she had that little bit of a nice little bit of a burst about three to two out, took it up like you said, funny head carriage, kept going to the line. Um, I, I again, this money must just be purely on on like how forward she is and homework. I, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he, but as I said again from a form level to be. What one running a maiden to be taking these sort of prices? I think. What, what, what did Harry Potter say? You can mistake her for a five-year-old girl or something. Something like that, yeah. You um, need track records of mixing houses up in later. <laughs> Looking at wrong one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I, the one I'm sticking up in the thousand guineas. Uh, I, I'm advising <clears> a bet. I'm advising a bet actually. Uh, it's the Richard Hannon train snow lantern. Uh, 20, 20, 20 to one chance. Um, I, I was so taken by the debut of this. You did Ah, jeez. I mean, it, it, it's it's given the the winner uh, the the Roger Varian filly, uh, Zabil Queen. Um, it's given her four to five lengths of easy street, and you know, and ne- nearly got to her really. And I just think Richard Annan on debut also, you know, that a lot of them, a lot of them come on for it these days. It's not like the Richard Annan of old where he had them sort of like rippling fit for Windsor and they'd be winning seven lengths. It, it, literally now the Hannon debutants need it more often than mm. not. I was so impressed with this. And then I stumbled on a, on a, a blog of his and he, and he, and he said a while ago, he said, this is a, this is a very serious filly that he thinks will be better than the mother. Well, the, the mother's won four group ones. So, and he trained her. So, so we, we, he, he be in a very good position to know given that he trained the mother and he said, he thinks this filly will be better. Well, all of a sudden, and, and by the way, he, he said that she'd be in at Christmas like we you know, in, uh, so he'd get he'd start getting her ready from Christmas. So basically, plenty of time. And I, he's also said she'll go for a trial. So it's one of those really. I could see whether whether she wins guineas or not is irrelevant for me. The thing is, it's twenty to one. She's twenty to one. I think she'll be pretty fit and pretty straight for a trial. I think yeah. she'll probably probably win a trial, whichever he picks, whether it's the Nelgwin or the or the Fred Darling. And I think she'll win it, and I think, and I think then that's when you'll see it into sort of thirteen or two sixes, sevens, and and that's that'd be my angle. So Snow Lantern for me, of Richard, I really like her. I, th- I think whether she's Guinea's uh, Guinea's class or not is irrelevant. She's going to win group races, I think, from what I can see. So it's it's one of them for me anyway. I'll be following her throughout this summer, and twenty to one, I think, is worth a stab. Absolutely. And backer in one of the back, backer for a trial as well because I will be. Um, the, uh, the the one I like mate is Louis uh, Hill, Roger Charlton's. Um, absolutely yes, John. Yes, that, yes. That's yes. Uh, that's run twice and won twice. Yes. Obviously, Dan Silly man. I don't think she's at a ground yet at all. She'll stay one mile no problem. She won over a mile on debut. Um, nice sort physically. Um, the most strong, glorious journey. There's a post rate in 116. Great Monsoon Moon on debut, and that one went one its maiden and was 
under consideration for the Phillies now. So Monsoon Moon's going to be very useful this year. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I think there's kind of has enough in the bank to say, well, should be on the premises and not on any sort of guineas. Um, as I say, if, if we have a nice chair spell leading up to it, we could see an improved performance from that one. Yeah, totally concur. If 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 Rocket Roger has has got a you know well forward, I, I think twenty to one's very big. I think I think again, she she's got the form in the book. She's be, like I said, she won on debut. Um, you know, despite needing it, looking green as well, and yeah. then and then and then went to Newbury in bad ground, and and had the had the resolution and and. To, to slog it out and, and slog off a horse that just finished second in a sales race, one of Carl Burke's, and, and, and she beat it easily. She, she you know, no pressure. Three and a half lengths, comfortable. Yeah, I, I agree, John. I, th- I think at the prices, I'd much rather back Love Is You at 20s, Snow Lantern at 20s. Absolutely, you can play both of them. Yeah, than the Harry Potter, you know, uh, time machine. Well, I, can, uh, I can see both of them going off like less than eight on the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If if they've got them right, but yeah, I'm confident. Yeah. I, only reason I'm com- more confident on the Hannum one is because he's he actually said in his blog he said he said that he'd have her in at Christmas. Uh, yeah, he he'll have her right, and she will go for the trail. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So you, you're going to see some evidence, aren't you? Whereas Chap might go straight there and go six days. That's feasible. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, two two good shouts there from me and John. We believe there in the thousand. We go now to the uh, Derby, the, uh, the one of John's favourite races in recent times. Um, he, he loves an Aidan O'Brien win, does John? Don't you? Well, you know, it's <laughs> the, the sad thing is now the peloton is going to prevail year on year on year, and there's nothing anybody can do with that apart from run six of their own. Um, because he's got it sussed. He runs two on the front, two in the middle, and two at the back. And if you'll only got one runner, you might as well wait for Ascot, in all honesty, because uh, you've got no chance. And that's the story of the derby now. When he retires, he's going to have 20 of these on the board. Yeah. And good luck beating that. It's like it's like we discussed the other night. You've got this spot on in a way for for a while. You you want it first to pull it up, regarding to like you said, two at front, two at middle, two at back, and they're all between 110, 120 anyway. So like you said, whichever gets the the rub of the grass ends up winning. But your high definition here is um is 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 a is a strong favourite for the derby. Yeah, Very, you know, five, five to one five. I think if there's going to be a year over the next five years where he doesn't make run six, it'll be this. Yeah. Because I think he might just shove a couple of pacemakers in for this just to make sure it's not stupid. And uh, a nice midfield to reassert. And um, as I said, just granted normal progression, I think this will pick him up for fun in this pair. I really do. I've seen nothing I'm terribly worried about. Yeah, I, I can't knock your thoughts for high, for high definition because I, 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 I like the horse myself. Um, but obviously, you're you've got a feel for this horse, so I'm not going to tread on your toes much here. But uh, one for listeners here, I thought a price would be 
Cleveland from the same stable, um, obviously sticking to the O'Brien mantra of that you pro- they'll probably both run in it. <laughs> there's, there's little point going anywhere else, isn't there? You know? Yeah. Um, and Cleveland, for me, was incredibly impressive um, at the Curra. Uh, he was absolutely clueless on debut, totally clueless um, at Galway. Um, he, he, then, he then went to the Curra and absolutely bolted up. And we were sort of chatting about this the other day, you know, off air, and we said that some of Aidan O'Brien's, they don't always, they're not always like shining lights at two, they're not always, they're just slow burners. And this is the feeling I get with Cleveland, that I just think there's absolutely buckets to come. And it's one of these, It might. It might it's not in his first ring, I can't see it being like in, in his first thoughts. It could be one of these that turns up at like Chester or, yeah. or Lingfield at Derby trial, you know, but it's one of these that I just think it's going to get better and better and better and better and end up very, very useful. Um, I might even be more of a ledger sort of, uh, it might even be more of a ledger horse, you know, it's, I, I just, I just think there's, there's something, something in there, a real serious engine, and and it could be a, be a real strong stay of this, and you know, like I say, it could be a ledger type, but Cleveland would be my interest at thirty threes with Skybet if anyone fancied a dig uh, for the Derby, because let's let's be right, if it did turn up in one of these trials and you know and, and did it nicely, then be crashing in, won't it? You won't be getting thirty threes. So again, no. and and as I said. With him putting it away straight away, you know, he, he does hold it in high regard. And with him putting it straight away, I think he does think that this horse this season will be certainly winning, winning, winning group races and, and, and contesting at group one level. So Cleveland for me, and obviously John is absolutely all over high definition, as you are well aware of by now. So fingers crossed that we uh, we get something right there. We go on to the Oaks. Uh, Obviously, Santa Barbara is the is the favourite. Well bet for the Guineas. Well bet for the Oaks. This is the second coming, John. Well, it can be the second going for our last year. Can't I, 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 I just cannot rustle up any enthusiasm to get involved with this at the price. No, it must, on, on what I'm saying, you know, I mean, anybody watching that and say it's going to handle Epsom. You know, I'm the second or eight late safe, I think. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the one I'm keen on for the Oaks is Joan of Arc, um, maiden winner, Dam's thrown six black tapers, including Glen Eagles, heavily backboxed, yes, by Galileo, sure I want 10 plus. Just a very interesting horse at this stage for me, for the, for the Oaks. Again, it's it. Remember, we talked about like sort of slow burners. Yeah, we've we've just literally just obviously just finished talking about Cleveland, which is it's a, this is a similar profile to Cleveland in a way that she, you know, she 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 come out on debut uh, at Dundalk of all places, um, but was second to a real nice horse of uh, Donica's called Hazel, which I've mm. I've always thought will, will end up being a nice horse in time. Hasn't quite shown it yet, but. And she she ran second to that, uh, got beat narrowly, and then and then she come out and did, and won a maiden real well. I thought. I thought. Yeah. Um, 
you know, she 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 really really should have. <laughs> We've got your sirens, no, John. No. We've done it. We've done it. We've got the sirens, John. No. It, this is Latifa in the linen cupboard. That's what no. they're trying to find. Probably <laughs> moved uh, this afternoon. John Nolan, if you're listening, we we we've done it. We we got the sirens. In. Uh, but yeah, Joan of Arc. I think I think yeah. It, it literally is a, a, a slow burning type of filly, like you said, with a very, very, yeah. very, very good set of connections. I mean, look at look at that. Glen Eagles, marvelous. Happily, Taj Mahal. You know, Vatican City, Coolmore. The worst that the dam's thrown up is hundred and six, John. It's better related than Thirty Gosden, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, this I is know. just. I mean, what a mare. I mean, you're so thrilling. The dam has thrown up Glen Eagles. I mean, marvelous. How, Jesus, Taj Mahal. Can't believe it. What a what a family. I know. And now Joan of Arc for John in the Oaks. I like it, John. And I'm not going to supersede that. I'm not. Coming up, I'm not coming up with a selection for the Oaks. But what I am going to do is tell you a filly that for me will be probably Group One. Um, but I don't think she's an Oaks filly. It's the one we talked about that 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 your guineas that your thousand guineas beat at Ascot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mon- so it's Monsoon Moon, the one of jo- John and Thede Gosden's. Um, I mean, what a what an enormous filly she is, huge. I, I mean, that's that's the worry, like soundness issues because she's that big, um, and to to me. She's just an absolutely class act. She's obviously related to logician and you know, but I, I see her more as a as a Newbury type, as a J- Gosden bringing her out in May in a, in a, in a Phillies mile and three maiden. Uh, yeah. Sorry, not a maiden, sorry, or a conditions race. You know that 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 kind of track. I don't I don't I don't see this filly being asked to run around Epsom. I just Ribble, can't. Ribblesdale. Yeah, probably. A, yeah. Like a, mm. a a Ribblesdale stroke filly, yeah. I, I cannot see him risking her on 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 a real downhill undulating track, so. given given how big and heavy she is. Yeah. I, I just think it's just it's a no. So I, I would not be backing her for the Oaks, but no. I think she's a brilliant filly at, at, at the size of a geez. Um And like I said, she love to you that you've picked in the in the thousand uh, beta. Um, yeah, yeah. Fun doesn't it? yeah, but but again, it's all nice Philly form, and I, I just think this Philly's a, a serious, a serious, serious uh, uh, horse. And I think, I think you know, she'll have a day somewhere, but maybe not the others. Mm. But John, I love your um, Joan of Arc pick in terms of in terms of family. Um, I, th- I think I think I think it's I think it's a fantastic family. And by the way, listen, thirty three is available for Joan of Arc with Skybet, and I, I think that's worth snaffling. I think that's worth a little little tickle at thirty threes. So John John's come up with a a good one there for the for the uh, for the Oaks with Joan of Arc. I really hope you've enjoyed the show. Me and John's put a lot of work and effort into these selections and. Obviously, we want them to do well, so you do well and and enjoy it, and you can, and we'll be talking about them, no doubt, throughout the flat season coming. You're obviously discussing our our picks and 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 how how they're doing, getting some stick when they don't do well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Finding an inquest. 
Yeah. Um, we've got some exciting shows coming up. Obviously, Barrington Non Mars shows and the night before the national. Absolutely. Uh, next week, it's the normal uh, uh, Friday tipping show, then with the Sunday sermon next week. And then the week after, the week after, is, it's the Grand National uh, meeting, and we've got a special guest. We've got the Ginger Hitler. He's agreed, he's agreed to do it. And and he is he is uh, the biggest. He's not big. I mean, he's small, but he's the biggest bastard you'll ever meet. So you'll enjoy it. We've got the ginger Hitler to to entertain yeah, to, to tip class cap basically. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, an idiot. So so yeah. I mean, I, we're, we're gonna have some fun. So I hope you enjoyed uh, this uh, Sunday sermon special. Uh, we've 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 given our heart and soul. Uh, for you to have a good flat season so I hope you're enjoying the shows and we, me and John will be back next Friday with uh, information and bets for next Saturday's racing that's all from me and John bye for now